welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast Network. Second week of Out of the Rough with Nate and Lenny. Of course, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and Lenny is here as he always will be. Lenny, how are we today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Interesting tournament this past week. Had some okay calls some not so okay calls but hopefully uh we can pick some winners this week yeah we we talked about it last week how it was such a mystery of what we were going into so it was kind of hard to project but we'll talk about our results here uh, coming up before we hop into things follow us on social media at we know fantasy twitter instagram facebook you can find us there visit our website we know for some more fancy sports content from nascar basketball football baseball you name it it's on there we got someone covering it for you so that's enough of that this week we have the arnold palmer invitational presented by mastercard at bay hill in atlanta florida as it always is before we talk about the arnold palmer invitational let's talk about last week's WDC tournament that, you know, of course, was moved from its normal Mexico City location to the uh, the concession. And we there were some interesting lines. You know, some some golfers would be hot and then they'll uh, shoot a plus eight or, you know, some golfers started with a plus eight and they went high. It was it was really odd. Some of these score lines we saw. But let's hop into things here. My favorites last week were Patrick Cantlay, who, of course, got scratched the day prior. So he didn't play. Daniel Berger was tied for 35 at minus three, and Will Zaltoris was uh, tied for 22 at minus six. Uh, Lenny, who were your three favorites and how they do last week? Yeah, so I had Patrick Reed, who had a chance until Sunday and just didn't quite put up the score he needed on Sunday, finished even on Sunday, finished tied for ninth, you know. So if you had him in a lineup, you probably weren't too disappointed with that if you bet on him. I did. I know I was a little bit disappointed. I was hoping for a big day on Sunday. We had Mr. Neiman finish 28th, not his best. And then Shalfley finishing it's at a tie for 39th. So those two weren't great. Also, I had mentioned at the end, betting on Hovland. I kind of liked Hovland for maybe a top five, and he finished second. So at least I, I made a few bucks on that bet. But uh, not the not the best overall weekend for me yeah we both kind of swung and missed there but we talked about last week it was a mystery it was a course that never played on before there's that and our avoids last week i had tony finau he finished 14th at minus nine brooks kepka tied for second that's not a good call and jason day tied for 18th yeah kepka is not the not the home run you were hoping on that call I mean, I had Bryson as my big miss. Finished 22nd, so it's kind of kind of mixed. I think based off his price point, you might have been happy to avoid him. But at the same time, I mean, it's in the top half of the field. I'm not going to say I picked a winner necessarily on that one either. All right, yeah. And our DFS lineups, I guess to make it fun, Lenny, how about every week whoever had the highest score gets a, a point for that week and we'll keep a rolling tally to see who comes out on top. I'm actually not sure who would have won this week. I barely missed out on the money. I would have done a lot better if it wasn't for, let's see, I think both Kistner, English, and Thomas, I think, had plus eight rounds at some point throughout the weekend, so that didn't help me. If you listen to this podcast last last week, of course, I can't lay in here who was scratched. I had to make some moves, so I had the same except I swapped Thomas and English in um, for can't lay and and uh someone but here i have a pre-set up thing here and i looks like i missed a player um i'll golfer for for that but i had justin thomas he had tied for 15 daniel Berger tied for 35 i did have morikawa who did win so that was some major points for me there which is always great to hit on the win but it's uh 
not so great to hit on the winner and still not getting the money on some of these deeper tournaments that we, we played in. Uh, Harry English, of course, 56, uh, 66th, excuse me, rather poor. Kevin Kistner tied for 41st. Again, not good. Had that plus eight in there. And then Brandon Todd had a decent week. He finished tied for 18th. Uh, you know, it was one of those flyers, a low price guy. So that was pretty good. But overall, 488 points. Uh, wish I could do a lot better than that. Yeah, you got me beat. I finished with uh, 444. The tournament would have ended on Thursday or Friday. I would have been looking all right. I had Shelfley finished 39. Fitzpatrick finished tied 11. So that's not too bad. I'll take those. Adam Scott, this is another one where just one bad round killed him, and he dropped all the way to 54th on Sunday. Neiman, 28th, played all right. I I was expecting better, uh, obviously, um, but finished five under. Bobby McIntyre, this was a guy I kind of thought would be one of these new young guns that would come up and perform like we saw Morikawa, Hovland, Scheffler, all top five. I thought maybe he could start joining the party being one of these European young guys, but he put up a nice T61. So that was a big killer. And then Horschel, like I said, Horschel loves playing in Florida. So he got that second place tied with Hovland, Kepka for second, and I'll take those all day. He has some some big hits there, but some big misses as well. But this week we have a more familiar course with, you know, a long history of results that go off. So we should hopefully have some more success this week. So let's hop into it. The Arnold Palmer Invitational, of course, at the Bay Hill, 123 golfers. The cut will be the top 65 in ties there after 36 holes. Defending champion Tyrell Hatton. I think he's, what, world eight, number six right now? This is an odd year for this because normally a lot of the big-name golfers turn up for this tournament, but due to scheduling here and them hitting their uh, hitting their runs in certain states to avoid travel as much due to COVID-19, they slapped this in the middle of a WGC and the players. You'll see a lot of big names miss out on this one. But like I said, Hatton leads the, uh, leads the field. He's number six in the world and defending champion. Top 25 players we'll see this week include McElroy, DeChambeau, Reed, M. Fitzpatrick, English, Fleetwood, Hovland, Matt Suama, and Casey. Bermuda Grass Greens, as last week, well, this is a Florida course, of course. This is a, a lot of water hazard to be hit, deep bunkers, and the infamous tall rough, uh, some of the tallest rough we'll see on the tour, and a lot of dog legs, so this course plays longer than it actually is listed so you know those bombers may have some chance here people with good long iron play kind of risky for those bombers to go out and try to put it out there because there's so many hazards to avoid unlike last week where there were very few or excuse me the week prior but we'll see how this plays out this year going to the Arnold Palmer Invitational anything else you want to add about the course there Lenny yeah uh, I wish that we were doing this after the practice rounds happen um, because hole number six to, to par five it's a big dog leg that goes around the, the pond there. But the thing is, is if you look at it straight line from tee to green, it's only about 350 yards. So I'm kind of wondering, I know I've heard Bryson said that he's looking to try to drive his par five. Um, I'm just wondering how many guys are going to try to take it on. So I'd love to see kind of you know, what might be in store if the wind's in the right direction for these guys. If some guys try to take on the par five and, off their drive but yeah it's it's gonna be a, a fun event it's a good course you know it's been on the tour for a long time i do agree i think uh it's gonna be one of the longer courses and it's gonna have a lot of 
long approach shots, a lot of shots over 200 yards that we're looking at. Um, so I think that probably is going to affect some of our, our plays this week that we have. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we make some good picks here. Yeah, last year, we don't have much to go off of because of how bad that wind was. And I think there was only one uh, round recorded under 70 last year, and the winning score was minus four. So that was rough. Let's hope we get a nice clear four days here and get some good golf on the books. But let's kick it off our favorites here. Um, I'll lead it off here this week, Lenny led last week. I'm going Matthew Fitzpatrick. He's back. We're old 16. He is, uh, he's not only the best in the field playing these long courses, he may be the best on the entire tour right now. This kid is hot, playing extremely well. He has elite long iron play, and he has been a wizard on the greens as of late. Talked about how important these bombers or these long iron players will be. Fitzpatrick suits this very well. In his six previous starts here at this event, he dropped a stroke. He has not, excuse me, dropped a stroke on to the field on the greens. He plays this course extremely well, so if he can get to the greens in regulation and, and play those right with his iron play, he's going to be in, the, in for a great, great week and weekend. Like I said, he was the only player last year to, draw, to crack 70 in a uh, weather field damaged event, and he uh, will be one of the most played players this week. I will assume Fitzpatrick is. He's, he's gained notoriety, climbing the boards, and play extremely well. You know, him and McElroy will probably be favored uh, in terms of play in DraftKings, but I think he is too good of a play to avoid this week. You know, last week we talked about avoiding some of the more played players, but I really like Fitzpatrick this week, and I don't want him not in my lineup. Yeah, I think there's a lot more players in this field. I think it's something like 123 guys potentially can be in this event. So yeah, yeah, but, yeah, that's what's listed, but it's still a smaller field than has been. Yeah, but I think ownership is less of a worry than last week with only 72 guys, 71 guys in the field. But like you, I'm very big on Fitzpatrick. He's been playing very well lately. And if it does get windy, you'll see a lot of these UK guys are great in the wind. They play a lot in it. Same with the Australian. But yeah, I I, I have Fitzpatrick down as someone that I also, I'm going to have him in some lineups probably going to put some bets on him but I, I i think he will be doing very well this week all right so i guess we doubled up there so let me move on to my second favorite here i'm going hendrick stenson the swede he is currently his world 88 but don't let that uh tur your play here for him in the Arnold palmer invitational he's played 44 rounds here at bay hill which is the eighth most in the field so that comes with a lot of experience he has uh five top 10 finishes in the last eight outings at Bay Hill. So there's that there. The problem is he's only broken 70 one time this year, but this is his first time coming over to U.S. soil. His ownership should be lowered because of this. I think he's a diamond in the rough this week, that experience on this course. And like you said, he plays in, in Europe on the European tour. If weather is a factor, he'll be he'll be up there. But what my favorite part about this is we get this experience, and, uh, you know, Hendrick Stenson is a known golfer. It's not like he's, he's, he's some throwaway. He's only $7,000 in DraftKings, which I love that value. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I couldn't be more of the opposite on Stenson this week. Oh, really? He, he hasn't played well this season. He's only made three cuts this year. I, I just don't trust him. Like, I, I, I really just don't trust putting him in the lineup. I mean, at a salary of 7000 you're kind of getting what you pay for a little bit, in my opinion. Or he's going to be kind of one of the, the lower guys on the list, but... 
I, I'm avoiding him like the plug this week. Well, we'll see who's right next week when we get back on here. I mean, I will give you a, a guy deeper in the field, sort of like Stenson here that I like. That's going to be Norlander, right? You know, a Swede here. He's not a good putter, right? That's that's pretty obvious. However, the best services that he does put on are Bermuda, which, you know, it's what we're playing on this week, so I like that. He's 7,200, so he's going to be another one of the, the cheaper guys. He's another guy. He's a pretty good win player, excellent ball striker, and he's been playing really well lately. In the last five events that he's played in, four of them have been in the top 26. So I'm going to be betting on Norlander this week. I think uh, kind of a long play here. Kind of just like how this kid's been playing lately. Yeah, I wish I could say I knew something about him. I don't know without, you know, logging onto the internet here to, to really talk, dive into things. But, you know, when he's when they're that cheap in DraftKings, you're looking for upside. And it sounds like he has quite the upside here in, in a boomer bust situation, what you're looking for in those uh, lower end guys. I uh, hear for me, this is the 2019. I don't know why I said it like that. 2019 winner, Francesco Malinari, World 91 right now. He had a 2020 to forget. He played extremely poor across the entire year, but he's finally getting back in the swing of things. Yes, that pun's intended. With three top 10 finishes to start 2021, so he's getting back in a form. Like I said, he won in 2019 where weather wasn't an issue. He's kind of pricey on DraftKings, you know, being the World 91, it's still 8,700, but I think there's a top five finish uh, in the works this week especially in this kind of depleted field where a lot of the top golfers are taking the week off in preparation for the players. So I think the 2019 winner here at 8,700 is a decent play. Yeah, I have him down as a guy that, you know, I'm going to be looking at um, as well here. He, in the official world golf rankings, yes, he's ranked low, but he hasn't played in a lot of events. I can't remember how many played in last year, but if I remember right, I don't think he made too many appearances. Because I remember he didn't even crack any of the FedEx Cup rankings or make any of the FedEx Cup tournaments at the end of the season but he has been playing well I think he's kind of got his game back and he's someone who has won on tour has a major win so you know you have that win equity with him that that he can get it done so look at that we doubled up what twice there on our favorites so there's some some players there I know you said you had a lot prior to this podcast you have one more name here for the people yeah I can give you give you some more here throw some out Let's go with, I think I'm going to go with Victor Hovland. Last week, he, he sold me on it. I was kind of high on him last week. Yeah, he's been playing well. Six top sixes in his last eight events. I think he he didn't win the tournament, obviously. Morikawa won. But, I don't know, I think he might have been the best golfer playing. He, uh, he had that one, what was it, at the end of the third round where he had that quad bogey on 18. Kind of just more of a... A mental mistake, I think, thinking that he could get the ball out. But the rest of the tournament, he played very well. The one problem with Hovland, he's not great around the greens. And that's one worry that I have with him. But looking at his stats, his approach, his tee to green, he's excellent. Finished second in tee to green last tournament. Was third on approach. He's just a great ball striker. I think if the wind gets up a little bit, you know, we, you want to pick those good ball strikers that are going to be putting in the fairway, getting greens and regulation. So I think I'm going to be going with Hovland again this week as someone that I do like. Yeah, I'll talk about him later in this podcast. So that's another good one there. Uh, let's talk about avoid some players we don't like so much. 
And I guess uh, I have two here. I think you have two as well. So how about you leave us off here with your first uh, avoid? First one I'll go with Jordan Spieth. He looks like he might have his game back this year. He's played well. He's got a third and a fourth, tied for third, tied for fourth this year. Also 15th at the Genesis. I just don't trust his driving. He's not someone that I think, in a course like this where there's a lot of water that you can find, he's not someone that I think that I can trust to stay out of the water. Maybe you see him straighten out the drive a little bit. I know he's gotten better this year, but he's still losing strokes off the tee. And I think I just can't trust him. I can't trust him yet. So I'm going to be avoiding Jordan Spieth. Yeah, it's safe to assume to avoid him until something actually happens. Um, You know, that notoriety is there with that big name golfer and the price comes with it. So I'm fine with that. Um, Like you said, he he's one that once you once he hits a mistake, he kind of falls apart a bit and doesn't really you know, bounce back real quick. So, and of course, riddled with water and bunkers and tall rough. I think this is not the course to uh, try to gamble on him coming back up, uh, come up back up the uh, scorecard this week. I'm going Terrell Hot Hatton as my first avoid here. I know he won the event last year, but we talked about this. It was a uh, weather, you know, damaged event he only won at minus four he comes with a pricey tag on DraftKings at ten thousand and you know people who go to do uh go to do their lineups will look who won this this event previously i know i listed molinari there as a previous 2019 winner but you know and really it's not like he played great golf when he won last year at this event it just happened to be who who survived the weather the the best and that was Hatton last week, so or last season, excuse me. So if he is, uh, I know he's up there in the world rankings, top five, top ten player. But I just think last year was kind of a fluke, and and, and here it is with a ten thousand dollar price tag, and people just slapping in the last year's winner into the lineup. So uh, that's who I'm avoiding this week. I actually like him this week. I think uh, if the weather picks up, though, you can see that he can play in it. So I think he's someone that I might another trust another English guy. Yeah, I might trust a little bit more than you. One person, I'm I'm not avoiding him because of his play. I'm avoiding him because of his price point, and that's Rory. Rory is 500 more than anyone else. He's 11,500 on DraftKings, the most expensive player. Like we kind of talked about with Hovland, Reed, Fitzpatrick, you have guys in here. Molinari, like you mentioned, you have guys in here that probably have just about the same percent of chance to win this event that he does. And I would rather save the 1000 1500 and spend it elsewhere. Because I think all of these guys have just to get a chance at winning, just to get a chance finishing top 10. And I think just at that, that price point, that's someone who I'm going to avoid. Not because of his play. He's been playing well lately. It's just just the cost to, to pick up a Rory McIlroy at this rate right now. Just uh, something that I don't like. Yeah, he's actually my second avoid, too, because of that price. He said $500 more than second place to Chambo. Uh, it just just not in the books for me. Like you said, this is limiting your lineup when you put him in there, and at this point, with how many uh, you know stars are not playing this event, it's it's anyone's field, and spending that spending that much on one golfer in this field, I think, is uh, not not a not a good choice this week. All right, guys. So there we go. Favorites avoids out of the way. Let's get into the uh, meat and potatoes. Our DraftKings lineup. 
as uh, your week one winner. I will go second. So, Lenny, run us through your DraftKings lineup. Give us the values. And uh, if you have any repeats that we talked about, don't worry about that. But if you have some new guys we haven't mentioned yet, give a brief uh, reasoning why they're in your lineup. All right. Well, the first one I have on here is going to be Mr. Tyrell Hatton, someone that, that you picked to avoid. So that'll be interesting to see how, how he plays this week. I mean, I just kind of have his finishes up here. It's a very short kind of list I'm looking at. But all but one time when he's finished outside the top 20, he's come back the next week and finished in the top 10. I might be putting a little bit too much value in that, that he's going to be a good bounce back guy. I think I'm just playing it safe a little bit, going with a lot of internationals, guys that are going to be playing in the wind a lot more. Part of the reason I'm picking him, the wind isn't supposed to get too bad here, but I'm going to be on the safe side. Which is why the next guy I have mentioned already a little bit, Matthew Fitzpatrick. I'm going to go with Matthew Fitzpatrick at 9,800. Like I said, playing well. I don't want to avoid him at all right now. The next guy I have is Cameron Davis. Like I mentioned earlier how I like the Aussies here. The Aussies can play well in the wind conditions. He's only missed one cut this year. Has three top 20 finishes i think he's one of those guys who can bomb the ball but is also a pretty good ball striker brothers and i'm going with him the next guy i've got it's an american this time cameron tringali all right tringali's been playing pretty well lately he played all right at the pebble beach and the farmer's insurance with the seventh and 18th courses and events that i think kind of similar reputations similar players in them he also has a third at the RSM Classic, so he's been playing well. He's another guy I'm liking, 7,700. The next one is going to be Adam Hadwin that I'm going with. This one's kind of more of more of a gut pick. I think Hadwin's a pretty good player on tour. Hasn't been great this year. He made the cut in his last four events, though. So I think I'm going to be going with Hadwin and then the next guy we've got is Norlander, like I mentioned, kind of going with a bit of an international theme a little bit here. And I think when you're going deeper into the field, Norlander might be kind of my pick as the guy down here that I think has a good shot to at least, you know, threaten for winning this tournament. You know, he might not win. But I think if you're going deep, he's a guy that I'm looking at. All right. Solid lineup there. <clears throat> Let's see. I think we have one repeat here, and that's Matthew Fitzpatrick, who we're both high on. So I have him at 9,800. Uh, Molinari, of course, already talked about 8,700. And then Stenson at 7,000. So my three not talked about. We did talk about one of these guys here, actually. Lenny talked about him, Hovland. He tied for second last week and has yet to miss a cut this season. He's a perfect 10 for 10 on that. He is also one of the best golfers off the tee on the tour. He's fifth on on the tour, like I said, in shots gained off the tee. So this course plays him very well, playing some great golf right now. And without some of the top names in golf, I think Kovlin has a top five finish. I think it's a pretty safe bet there. So beyond that, I have two somewhat flyers here. Matt Wallace at 6,900. He is fifth on the tour currently in shots gained approach, which is arguably the most important statistic when it comes to Bay Hill. So at the $6,900 price tag, hard to get that out of my mouth apparently, it's fine to take a chance on a guy who excels in that that statistic. And my last guy, Cameron Champ, $6,600. He's my flyer of the week. 
one of the best golfers off the tee on the entire tour and therefore on this course. And again, 6,600 down there, just trying to find a guy who can give you a top 25, top 20 performance, you know, and a guy who's great off the tee on this course, uh, you know, like the Chambo or something. He's not quite the Chambo because no one's quite the Chambo, but off the tee, trying to go for some of these greens and say he hits a few of these and, you know, gets an Eagle here or there. That would be fantastic and really propel himself up the, uh, the scorecard at the end of the week. Tim Champ is, I think he actually, I don't know if he did, but at one point last year in the driving distance, he was leading Bryson. He is someone who can bomb the ball. You know, if I think if the wind conditions are, you know, in his favor on some of these par fives, long par fours, he's someone who it's almost just kind of like whether you bet on him or have him in a lineup fun to watch when you kind of get the chance because he will do some incredible things out there just around the green and putting he's someone who worries me a little bit but i think he could be another deep kind of flyer pick as someone who has a chance of winning this tournament if he can just put the ball i think he could have an opportunity i'd love to see it here my 6600 investment be fantastic. So a few betting lines here, you know, a lot of our betting lines kind of go with, go with what we're talking about. I'm just going Matthew Fitzpatrick to win it plus 2,500 and one against Lenny here. Henrik Stenson top five, 2,800. Yeah. I, Stenson is just, I don't know. I, if he Hope, does, I'll be next happy. next week I get it gone here and I can, I can gloat about it and it'd be nice. Yeah. If, if, if he, <laughs> if he plays well, I'll be happy for you. I mean, I, I'm not like, I'm not investing in him doing bad. You know, I just, I just don't trust him at all. It's kind of like speed until I start seeing consistent run of form. I think I'll, I can kind of buy into the hype a little bit, but you know, I, I hope he works out for you. I hope you can make some money there, but I, I'm just kind of, I'll, I'll let him be. I'll let other people play that card for me. I'm with you on Fitzpatrick. I think Fitzpatrick is a winner. I see plus 2,500 right now. One guy, I don't know if we've talked about it all, is Paul Casey. I think Paul Casey is someone that's got the same same odds, plus 2,500. Honestly, almost all of these guys in that plus 18. Yeah, they're pretty close all of this one. I would not be surprised one bit Yeah, if the winner came from this plus 1,800 to plus 2,500 and Patton, Reed, Sung J.M., another one of the young bombers that kind of goes unrecognized a little bit, Casey Fitzpatrick. I think out of that list, though, I think I'm probably leaning Casey and Fitzpatrick a little bit more. Some guys that I probably would be looking at for a little bit of a, a deeper pick. Guy I have in my lineup, Cameron Davis. He's at plus 8,000 right now. I think, like I said, I think he has a, a shot to, to make a name here. And at worst, it's he's plus 6,500 for a top 10, which for a top 10, those are pretty decent odds. So, I mean, those might be some of the things I'm looking at. I might consider a Hovland at plus 1,200. We'll kind of see how the week goes. Just a little return there if you really do bet that. Yeah, it's just he's playing so well that I think he has a chance. It's just around the greens, if if he can kind of get himself up and down, he gets himself into great positions, but when he's not, he kind of worries me, and that's the one problem with Hovland that I have. Well, all right, guys, that's it for this week, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. 
next week is not a major, but it is one of the bigger non-majors of the year. The players happening, so uh, expect a a bigger show next week to, to go along with that. With where a lot of the world's top golfers will be there, and we're counting down the days to Augusta because that is coming right up here next month. Can't wait for the Masters. It's one of my favorite sporting events of the entire year. It's just fantastic. So, uh, again, follow us on social media at We Know Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com, for some more fantasy sports content. And until next week, guys, we'll see you.